Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode, we welcome best-selling author, high-octane public speaker, and entrepreneur, Minda Hartz. She wears many hats and sometimes they're even fly baseball caps. Her lid collection is as legendary as her hip hop lyric knowledge, by the way. She's the founder of the Memo LLC, a career development company for women of color. And as if that isn't enough, Minda is also the popular podcaster on Secure the Seat and recently added author to her impressive titles. Her debut book, The Memo, published by Hachette, is flying off the shelves and inspiring women of color everywhere to succeed and to lead, and teaching allies how to support women of color in that regard. Now, my copy, my copy of The Memo is dog-eared. It's underlined. It's tea and indeed wine-stained and not available for loans, so use the link in the show notes to purchase your very own copy. And it's an affiliate link, so you win, I win, we all win. I really enjoyed this conversation and was so inspired that I'm proud to run this as my very first episode of the Tech Intersect podcast. Listen, learn, and leverage. Here we go. Enjoy. So welcome, Minda Hartz, one of my favorite new authors, best-selling author of The Memo, CEO of a company by the same name. She's faculty, she's speaker, she's a person extraordinaire. Minda Hartz, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to speak with you, selfishly, because it's amazing to be able to speak to an author whose work you know well and and, uh, have enjoyed very much. And so that's helpful. I love being... um, your Twitter buddy exactly. <laughs> and engaging you in social media for sure. <laughs> Twitter buddies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anybody on Twitter buddy who's a Twitter buddy of mine is a friend for life. That's for sure. I don't even really like people. So I think this is amazing that this has happened. Um, but I want to jump in and, and have my listeners experience um, the joy that I have when I've experienced your work and, and you out and about before the memo was a book. Uh, and we'll dive into that in a moment. It began as your company of the same name. It's a career development platform for women of color. So tell us why you created the company or more specifically, what in your own career development as a woman of color led you to do so in the first place? Yeah, thank you again for just your support and having me on. It, the The reason it's so funny when you know you think about going into this next decade, if you would have asked me in 2009, what I'd be doing today, it wouldn't have been this that it had, I had no idea that that was the path I was on. And I was working in my corporate job. And I was real avid reader of just business books in general, and going to all the different lunch and learns that my company had and all those sorts of things. And eventually, it 
dawned on me that a lot of, well, all of the speakers were white women that they'd bring in and all the books I was reading were primarily white men and women telling me what it's like to just get your seat or move forward or lean in, whatever phrase you want to use. And I realized that my experience wasn't their experience. Their experience wasn't mine and that we were pretty much non-existent existent in the career narrative. And so that just over time just didn't set well with me. And I didn't right. think I'd be the person to do anything about it. I was just like, I don't like this. I wish there was something for me <laughs> that I, <laughs> I could get involved in. And then over time, Tanya, I just realized, well, if I'm not going to do it, then who's going to do it? I was waiting on someone to like save me. Right. And I thought, right. well, there needs to be a platform created for, for us that talks about what it's like to negotiate your salary as a black woman or a woman of color, how you, how you build a network when you sometimes don't have the same pedigree as some of your colleagues. And I just think, I thought that there needed to be a space for that. And that's, I still was working my day job when I created it. And, um, and then the rest is kind of history. Right. What was your transition from your main day job? I know many listeners will want to know. There are many people who are sitting there. Some absolutely hate their jobs. There's some <laughs> who they don't hate them. They don't love them, but it's just what one does when mm-hmm. when one is adulting. What was that transition like from the, the pure corporate world, super successful in that regard? Was it frightening? Did you plan? How, how did that process uh, uh, occur for you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I never, <clears throat> never intended to be an entrepreneur. I was very satisfied with my six figure plus salary, he- health care, you know, therapy paid, you know, copay, all of those things that I was really happy about. And so I had never even when I started my company, I thought it would just be something I just one of the many hats I wore. And <clears throat> over time, I just got pulled further and further into my business. Uh, it was almost like I had let you know, Jack out, of, Jack, Jack out of the box or something. Right, I didn't know right. that, that I could actually create this table and, and make it more than just, you know, a, a newsletter. And then it, it built out to other things outside of that. But I, it took me four years before I was able to, I, I say free myself in a sense, but <laughs> I was able to, to leave um, the traditional workforce and work for myself. Because as many of you know, you can to be sustainable, it takes a lot of time. And, and we weren't able to raise money uh, because many of the investors said there's not a place for this. You know, there's other platforms and we were even offered money if we stopped talking about women of color and we focus on all women. That's a whole nother conversation. But uh, the main thing was it took four years for me to save my own money and be my own investor so that I could go out and continue to, to build the memo, the company, and then uh, the book and all these other things. But it took four years. The The honest truth is that it was hard because you become, when you're an adult, you become accustomed to a certain way of living, right? right. And you have responsibilities. And so um, I didn't want to go out there and be stressed out. So I made sure that I made a transitional plan, but the plan took a lot longer than I had intended. Right. And that's, um, you know, it's not just a cautionary tale. It's a, a praise report, really. And, and then, right. So it's a, that you can't quit five minutes before the miracle. It's not going to be perfect. It's it, I call it usually messy marvelousness, <laughs> you know, in both ways uh, that exists. But that is the reason to keep moving, keep going, keep honing, keep as the true entrepreneur iterating. 
right? Until you get that sweet spot that happens many years down to make you the quote unquote overnight success, right? You're an overnight success that (laughs) has been working for years on top of years and all the years. And yet you're an overnight (laughs) success, right? Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You come with so many wonderful anecdotal evidence, also personal evidence, but a lot of empirical evidence in the book as well. The book is rich with stories. I love the uh, rap lyrics and the shout outs and odes to all of the, the things that are in popular culture as well. But you also bring a lot of empirical evidence that women of color are often what you de- describe, and I know for sure as a leader uh, in my own job, the heart and kidneys of a workplace can't work without heart and kidneys. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that we're the most educated group in the United States. We're certainly no strangers to hard work. But we are often the first or the only, I'm the only African-American, let alone woman of color, who teaches at my law school or is in administration. I'm the first African-American woman for sure. And I was just elevated to that position July of this year, right? So we're still the first and the only in many respects well into the 21st century. And we often suffer in silence. And what the point of all of it is focusing on what you've said about it's not this hard work hasn't done us any favors if we focus on the reward for hard work and a true meritocracy being upward mobility, seats at the table and the meetings and the meeting before the meeting that you didn't know was going on, right? Where decisions are being made and money is being made. So in what ways are you encouraging and empowering women of color in particular to uh, prepare for professional foundations that are going to support and help them achieve true agency and freedom in the next year and decade to come? Yeah. So I think that for me, it was really important to talk about this kind of um, alternate universe that some of us may not be aware that's happening while we're Mm -hmm. at our jobs. And, you know, many of us historically, uh, we've been generationally told uh, to work hard and keep our heads down and why we were doing that, which is important, you know, to have a work ethic, but we were not maybe networking in the ways that some of our counterparts were. We weren't at some of the birthday parties on the weekends. Right. Like we, didn't even know, we didn't get the invite, right? We weren't at the table and we didn't get the invite. And so for me, it was really important once I realized in my own career that there was this other game being played that I wasn't playing and I right. wanted to be at the table. And, and some of your listeners, may that may not be where they want to be, right? And that's okay too. But I realized that No one's going to come and tap me on the shoulder because I work so hard and tell me it's my time, right? Come get your, come get your gold watch, Minda. You've been working so hard. And uh, I realized that I had to create my own path and you can do that in the job, but you have to make the right connections. People need to know you have to learn to articulate your worth and quantify your value because we're not often black women, the obvious winners in many of our colleagues' eyes. So we need to let them know. And I think it's important that we, Dr. King said, live in the monologue and not just the dialogue. Like so many people say, oh yeah, diversity and inclusion, but we need to be at the table. We need to be in these conversations and people need to know that we, what we want. And I think for so long, we thought we've been working in the meritocracy game, right? And so I wanted to be able to, to talk about a way in which we become the curators of our own career. And we can't leave that up to Bob or Joe or Bill to do it for us, but we can partner with them to get what we want. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand. 
grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. The Tech Intersect podcast is released to the public every Friday. And as an Advantage Evans member, you'll receive VIP first listen access as early as 48 hours before the public and exclusive subscriber content. We're talking worksheets and ebooks, curated links, media, topic specific content. Premium members are also invited to monthly free AMA chats with yours truly. And AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. We'll talk about the episodes and I may also include a few special guests. Pro members receive all of that plus AMA replay access. Advantage Evans membership adds substantial value to your listen, learn, and leverage podcast experience. And there are three ways to take advantage. See what I did right there? Advantage of all that the Tech Intersect podcast has to offer. So subscribe now for as little as $5 per month. Cancel at any time. Find out how to get started at techintersectpodcast.com. And now, back to the conversation. We're constantly building. Sometimes you are an intrapreneur. You are innovating within the spaces of your own job or within a career. You're not necessarily going to change careers per se, but you have to continue to upskill. You have to continue to make relationships. I think business really is all about relationships. And then, you know, skills are great, but you don't have to have 10 out of 10 on a <laughs> on the job application in order to be successful in that job. You just have Hello. to make sure not only you know people, but people know you and that you are ready for the opportunity when it comes. And and that's a really important point to think about as we are moving now into a new year and a new decade. So we talk a lot about how to build for the future and how to prepare for Web 3.0 uh, here on Tech Intersect. But I also think about at the end of a year, there's some things that we need to release and let go of leave behind personally and professionally. Uh, have you been thinking about those things? Is there any advice that you would give about as many things as we want to add in the future? What are some of the things that we might let go from the past? That's a great question. And, you know, after being on the road, I ended up clocking 26 cities on book tour, which is bananas. And I'm very grateful. But I was thinking about we talk about a lot of the tools that you need to secure your seat at the table. But I also think for us, leaving behind the pain, the trauma, mm. because there's some healing that has to happen before we get to the table. And I've mm. met so many women uh, over the last um, few months, and I realized that that pain, that trauma, it's still very much a part of us going into our roles each and every day. And, and some of those things create that, you know, PTSD when we see certain things happening in the workplace. And I want us to, right. as Erica Badu said, pack light. And so let's mm. leave behind those disappointments, those heartbreaks, and move into 
the new decade healing because that's where we find our authenticity. Right. That's perfection. Absolutely. I um one of my spoken word pieces from way back in the day when I was known as lawyer by day, poet by <laughs> night was find your own shine. Ooh, I like that. And there's so many opportunities throughout the day. I don't know if I should say opportunities. There's so many things coming at us that dull our glow. There are people who want you to, you know, to hide your light um, and not to shine. And that is literally the reason that you're walking on this earth is to shine, whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. And to constantly being be about the business of of doing that, and in order to do that, you have to shed. Oh, that's a it's a perfect thing about the fear, the pain, because that is the one thing that we control, mm-hmm. right? Our ability to learn from, respond to, or to get buried underneath it, and that's certainly our choice. So, I love that. Thank you, thank you for um, offering that. Tell me what's next for you. You have all these things, all the things. Uh, are there more things? What's happening? Well, I hope there's more things because I still I got to pay the bills. To- <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, you know, really, I'm still in the season, uh, and I I feel like it's my life's work to to equity build, and I see that in a way mm-hmm. for shining a light on the inequities uh, that Black and Brown women, women of color, face in the workplace. And we're definitely not where we need to be, but I'm really optimistic that once we understand back to to your point, our shine, our sauce, that we will show up in these spaces knowing that we belong or create spaces that we want to be at. And so I'm really just continuing that work. And what I found too, is that I really want to do more work with managers and leaders in the workplace, Mm. because, you know, let's, let's keep it real. Many of us love the jobs we do, but we don't like who they do them for we do before. And so I think there's some some gaps that need to be filled in terms of how you manage a diverse workforce. And so working on some projects for that. I love it. I love it. So how can people stay connected with you and find out the new things and the new opportunities that you're creating um, in this next decade? Yes. Um, may we uh, maybe all create all the things in this next decade. All the things. All the things. <laughs> um, but you can... That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> all the things with Minda Hearts. Oh, that's the next. That's your next book. Well, Write that down. That's, that's free. <laughs> all the things. And I co-authored by you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I want to retire too. Okay. Thank you. That sounds good. Um, MindaHearts.com. If you go there, you can get the book. You can find the podcast. You can get to my company, the memo, whatever it is. It's there. Perfection. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I look forward to remaining your your partner in power yeah. as we power forward. And I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. Keep doing Likewise. it. Likewise. Thank you. Wow. What an amazing conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please use the link in the show notes to purchase Minda's book, The Memo. It's sure to provide wisdom for all, not just women of color, because, hey, we all read Lean In. It's also for allies and decision makers who want to get workplace inclusion and equity right. For Advantage Evans members, I have much more to say in my post-interview reflections and in the AMA. But a few takeaways. We covered all the things, like (laughs) all the things, everything from messy marvelousness to all the magic. And one thing is clear, there are no overnight successes. And on the road to success, there are no accidents. Minda put in the time and the work, clearly. She's not just telling us what she thinks, but because of her life experience, she's telling us what she knows. She talks about the alternative universe where women of color in particular are always taught to keep our heads down 
to work hard and, and believe in the ever elusive meritocracy. But because work and careers are really about relationships, both who you know, but more importantly, who knows you, working hard and ethically is an important thing, but it's not the only thing. As Minda reminds us, we are the curators of our own career. The goal? A seat at the table. The table where decisions and money are made. Remember what Minda recommends that we leave behind in order to truly succeed. Leave behind the pain so we can, as Ibadu says, pack light. Or as I say from my signature spoken word piece, find your own shine. In fact, let's go out with that track. And if you love it, you can find it on iTunes and cdbaby.com. Because if you take away nothing else from this episode, trust and believe it's your time to shine. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated. Deceitfully planted by those who despise divine divas like me. Those who waste valuable energy wondering who I be, how I be, why I be so fly. How it is I can laugh and sing and hold my head high while it rains and thunders all around me and never get wet. But their confusion is confusing to me because I see the answers so clearly. I am a child of God, a unique and individual gift to this universe, an angel who understands from whence my blessings flow, an appreciator of the expansiveness of my earth-toned wings. And I feel my own rays of sun shining. I feel my melodies of life singing. I feel my righteous rivers raging. I feel my defiant winds swirling. I feel my flowers growing. I feel my beauty showing. Consistently exuding stealth like the sleekest jaguar. Cause see, I've come to understand it's, it's truly hard being a star. People constantly looking up at my shine, wishing all the time it wasn't really mine. But it is God-given, and, and I've claimed it, and, and now I own it. And I would lay in an unmarked grave before I allow greedy hands to steal my joy. Lord knows it ain't easy, but then again, no one promised it would be, and now I see why. I must be forever dynamic and constant motion as lightness and levity elevate me toward a sky of positivity. In order to avoid those who spend time wishing they weren't blinded by my shine. See, they whine and weight themselves down. Guess that woulda, coulda, shoulda stuff be too heavy to carry around. Maybe that explains why they be plagued by permanent frowns. Constant melancholy state, awkward gait that hurry up and wait to see if maybe this will be the day when this diva falls from grace, from my rightful place in the sky. Calling myself affirmations, ego tripping, or conceit. They just can't feel me like I feel me, like my creator feels me, like I feel me. 
but still they observe me and wonder how they can capture my glow. While I long for the day when they discover they already have their own. Find your own shine. 